is Jennifer Beltoff, and I welcome you to the Soul Circle Podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me. If you are new, I say welcome. Grateful to have you here. And if you are returning, thank you so much for being a part of this weekly podcast. I am grateful to know that you all are on the other end of this microphone. So thank you for being here. Now, before we jump into this week's topic, I wanted to do a little check-in about my January challenge. So if you're not familiar with it, what I was trying to do in January was to run one mile a day every single day. I could run more, but I couldn't run less. I had to at least do that one mile. And now that January is complete, I am really excited to announce that I completed the challenge. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do it. There was a lot of days where things got busy or it just was too cold or just there was an excuse, right? Like there is always an excuse. And I will say if I didn't have a treadmill, I do not think I would have got it done. But there were times when I was down there right before bed getting in that mile, but I got it in. And I'm just so proud of myself for accomplishing it, for showing up every single day in January and not giving up on it. It can be really easy for us to give up on ourselves, but I didn't. And I'm just so grateful that I didn't. Now, I was going to jump into another challenge in February, but I kind of put a little pause on it because I'm not sure what I want it to be. So... I'm still thinking about what my next challenge will be, but I do want to do something because showing up consistently has always been a struggle for me. And knowing that that mile was only 10 minutes of my time made it super feasible and really easy to do because I could do anything for 10 minutes, right? Like I could sit scrolling on my phone and now all of a sudden 10 minutes is gone. So I want to find something that I can do within kind of that 10-minute frame and be that as my next challenge. So we'll see what I come up with. If you have any ideas, please send them my way because I would love to hear. And I would love to hear if you did a challenge for January. And if you did, what did you do? And how did it feel? It really made me feel accomplished. It really made me push myself and not give up. And say, oh my gosh, I'm so tired, but I still need to get in this mile. And it will only be 10 minutes. So get down there and get it done. And I did. And for me, running outside is so much easier than running on the treadmill. Running on the treadmill, it could be a mile and it feels like a thousand miles. So that even kind of took the challenge a little bit further, but I didn't have to. Do it on the treadmill, right? I mean, outside is always available. So it was there, you know, I didn't always take it as the opportunity that it was, but I did it. I accomplished it and I'm so, so proud and I'm definitely going to do something else. So I will keep you updated when I decide what that next thing is going to be. All right. Now for this week, I want to talk about something that we explored in the Soul Circle community this past week. Now, each week I post a secret mission. And really what it is, it's like this little 
mini challenge designed to just kind of take you out of your comfort zone. It's something that doesn't take up too much time. It doesn't cost a lot of money. It usually costs no money at all. But it's just really intended to like nudge you out of your routine and getting you doing something that you might not have thought to do. And they're like just these tiny little bite-sized challenges. So an example of one was holding a dance party for one, which is totally my jam. Anytime I'm cooking, there's music playing. And a mini dance party is always bound to happen. So that was an easy one for me to do. Other ones have been like sending a card to someone you know, letting them know that you're thinking about them. Or even like pulling out any creative supplies you have and taking 10 minutes to just do something creative. So you see, they're not challenging really, but they are going to push you besides what you might be doing in your everyday. Now this week, oh, this week was a doozy for me. And I just want to dig into it because it was really, really hard. And the challenge was for you to just take five minutes, I don't know, maybe even three minutes, and look at yourself in the mirror. And I know what you're thinking, like we look at ourselves all the time, right? But to really look at yourself and to lay down any judgment that you have, be present, which can be a challenge in and of itself, and to just look into your eyes with kindness, compassion, even smile at yourself. And then give yourself a compliment and speak that compliment out loud. Have you ever done this before? Have you ever really looked at yourself and gave yourself that compliment and kind of just threw a lot of self-love at yourself? When I came up with this challenge, I was thinking, ah, it's not going to be too hard, right? I mean, I look at myself every day when I'm getting ready. I know what I look like. I got this. But here's the thing. That was not the case at all. So I woke up. I took my shower. I got ready like I normally do. And then I decided, all right, I'm just going to pause. I'm going to look at myself in the mirror and I'm going to do this, this challenge. Immediately, without even like a second, I went right to the wrinkle between my eyes. And I could not stop looking at it. I was just staring, staring, examining. And uh, I don't know if I would have looked at it so hard if I had not been in video meetings all the time because my eyes is always now going to that. But I just, that's where I went. That was my first instinct when I said, all right, I'm going to look at myself. I was agonizing over this wrinkle, wondering, when did it appear? How did it get so deep? And gosh, how can I get rid of it? Because I don't like it. And I was just being so critical, being so hard on myself. And then from that immediate stare at that wrinkle, I went to every other line and crease in my face and just really noticing them. And I don't know if I noticed in them before and noticing my age. And I found that I was like, I couldn't stop the criticism. It just kept coming up. 
every little thing I wanted to criticize, the size of my pores, the size of my nose, the wrinkles over my forehead. Like I found every little thing on this tiny little face of mine to criticize. And so I really had to like force myself to stop the criticism, which wasn't easy. And I forced myself just to look into my own eyes, like stop going around the face, stop pulling out the little things that I don't like. Just look into my eyes. And of course, I mean, even doing that, I found judgment, but I was able to push myself to just stay there, to look deep into my brown eyes that my mom has always told me are hazel. And for some reason, even on my license, because of her, it says hazel. And I took the time to just be with that gaze. And it took a while, but I was finally able to like get to this place of kindness and compassion. But it wasn't, goodness, it was not easy, not at all. Now, one of my favorite writing prompts exercises to do when I'm feeling stuck is to pick a particular body part, and it could be anything, and just choose that part and write about why I'm grateful for it and what that part of my body does for me. So for example, like my feet, grateful for all the places they take me, the way that they're always putting one foot in front of the other, no matter what's happening and pushing me through. How they help me to swim, to dance, to ride a bike and helped me get through two marathons. I mean, if you just think about like all the places your feet have been like, oh, incredible. It's amazing. And when I think about these specifics, they really help me kind of take out any doubt and just zone in on kind of like, what's the goodness, right? And find that deep appreciation. And so I try to, to do this with my eyes, like to take my focus away from my wrinkles, my large pores, and like focus on just the eyes. And what am I grateful for with my eyes? What do my eyes give me? And I was thinking about how I'm just so grateful for the loved ones I'm able to see through them. The brilliant sunrises and sunsets my eyes have seen. The delicious meal I'm about to eat. The, the roads that are in front of me when I'm driving that just help me get to new places, experience new things, meet up with friends. And I just kept digging into like, all right, what is it about my eyes? And it took a while, but like finally, I was able to take those positive thoughts and feelings and just internalize them and to just feel them and start to feel that joy that comes with all the goodness that my eyes were able to see. And now having like this little feeling of joy, I started to smile a little, which is like, oh, finally, right? <laughs> After all this agonizing and criticizing, I was able to start feeling that joy. But now I wanted to kind of take that and internalize it and see like, where do I fit into that part of the equation? And gosh, that's not an easy thing to do. We are so good about finding the beauty, the light, the goodness in others, like so good at doing that. But we struggle when we try to find it about ourselves. 
I don't know why, but we are our own harshest and worst critics always. We nitpick. We find things that others don't even notice and we just obsess over it, thinking that it's like the end of the world. And we don't do this with our friends, right? Like you don't go up to your loved one and be like, oh, look at that huge pore you have right here. You don't even notice. But on yourself, it's like the first thing your eyes go to. Rather, with our loved ones, we cheer them on. We tell them what we adore about them. We recognize their brilliance. And now here I was, standing in front of the mirror, trying to find what that was in me, and I couldn't find it. It was so hard. I really had to step back and see myself like, Through the eyes of my friends, through the eyes of my loved ones, what is it that they see about me? Because I was searching just to find that one compliment I could say out loud and then just be done with this whole ridiculous secret mission. Because like, who asked me to do this anyway was all I was thinking. And oh, that's right. This was all my idea. What was I thinking? But we all know that for change and growth to happen, that we have to go through these waves of discomfort. And that is exactly where I was standing when I was in the bathroom. I was deep in the discomfort. To be honest, there was a part of me when I just wanted to give up. I didn't understand why it felt so hard to do this. I was struggling to find just one single compliment. And I thought, you know what? I really don't need to do this. Like I can just, I can stop. Throwing in the towel when we are in discomfort sometimes feels like the only way out. And I was so ready to just throw in the towel and forget it. But there is another way out if we're just willing to be in it and to feel it and to, oh, I know it's hard, right? Like so hard. But I stayed reluctantly, absolutely reluctantly. I stayed and I started noticing my eyebrows that I always overpluck, how one eye is a different size than the other. I also noticed how I have like a long face. And I, that made me laugh because I remember being younger. And whenever like those questions would come up in Seventeen Magazine, when they were like asking about your style or whatever and your body shape, I never knew how to answer that question. I was like, I have no idea what shape my face was. But now I see it. It's like this long, narrow shape. And I have to tell you, after what felt like forever, I started to soften. Little by little, I started recognizing the joy that happens when I smile. And that when I smile, there's almost like this little sparkle and twinkle in my eye. And I felt grateful for that, grateful for the ability to see it, to recognize it, and to know that I'm able to share that smile with others. And little, I got to tell you, little by little, I began to find small compliments that I could pay myself. And then I spoke them out loud. And I got to tell you, at first that felt totally awkward 
to like hear your own voice saying something nice about yourself really like when I first did, I was like, who's, who's talking? Like, what's, what's happening here? But then it also felt really nice because it felt sweet. Just hearing like myself recognizing something about me. And I made it through the secret mission. I don't know how. <laughs> it wasn't easy. But I was so glad I didn't give up. So glad I didn't just throw in the towel and just say, you know what, there's nothing I can find. Because inside each and every one of us, there is goodness. There is something to be celebrated. There is a compliment that you need to pay yourself. You just have to get out of your own way and allow yourself to do it. That's really all I needed to do was just get out of my own way. Stop criticizing. Stop saying, oh, no, not this. Oh, no, not that. And just say what I was feeling. And I left the bathroom feeling proud of myself. Proud of myself for pushing through. And then I also kind of kept repeating the compliment I gave myself over in my head. And it felt nice. It really did. But why? Why is it so hard for us to be kind to ourselves? Why do we put ourselves through the ringer? And we all do it. Every single day we all do it. The world is hard enough. Well, like, why are we making it harder? I, I wish I had the answer to that. And I could like give everyone the secret formula. Because what a better place we would all be in if we could just ditch that self-doubt. If we could just stand in our own confidence and oh, get rid of those little demons and voices in our head that just tell us we're not good enough. We can't do blah, blah, blah enough. We just don't measure up. Like if we could get rid of that, oh my gosh, how amazing that would be, right? How amazing. But we get self-conscious. We get unsure of ourselves. We pull ourselves apart. We push ourselves down. And I know, I know for myself, I have done this a countless number of times. And it doesn't feel good, right? It never feels good. I remember back in March when everything began going online. And now all of my meetings from work was through the screen. And I was struggling really, really struggling. I just, I didn't like the way I looked on camera. I wasn't sure when was like the right time to jump in, in a conversation. I couldn't find the right lighting. I didn't know if I should keep myself on mute. Like every possible self-doubt just came in and it was rough, like rough. But here we are now and it's almost a year into this, I am still working from home, still teaching from home, and I can see how much I've grown. I can see how my confidence has grown. And goodness, I stumbled along the way, stumbled, made many mistakes, right? Made a fool of myself countless number of times, but I didn't give up. And I learned how to navigate this way. And now being in front of a screen, it doesn't feel so awkward. But I was thinking now, 
what's going to be the flip side of that? Because everything I have been doing has been being in front of a screen. I haven't been face to face with people like in a work meeting or teaching since last March. And I've grown comfortable with like having this protection of the screen between us. I've adjusted my style, my approach to really like accommodate having that screen. And I wonder what will it be like when we are all in a room together, when there is no mute button and I actually have to put on like a full outfit and not just a shirt that looks nice on camera. Will my wall of protection come back up and I shut down? I almost feel like I'm losing some of those skills that I've gained to create those in-person connections. I mean, if we don't do something for a while, we almost forget how to do it. And I feel that way about kind of being in person with people. And how will I interact? What will I be like? Will I become more shy and quiet? I'm not sure, right? Like, I, I, I don't know. Will this time force me to relearn how to be in those situations? I have a nephew who's a little over a year. And if you think about it, most of his time has been spent living in this COVID type world where you're only surrounded by your immediate family. So he really hasn't seen like a lot of his cousins, his aunts and uncles, and even extended like second cousins and second aunts and uncles, whatever you call all those people. And the few times that I have seen him, I am like a total stranger to him. He has no idea who I am. He'll run the other way because he doesn't know who I am. And I get it because he hasn't had that opportunity to learn like how to have that and like that opportunity to build that trust. Right. And so I wonder, will I be like that when I reenter the world? Will I have to relearn how to build that trust with people and also that trust within myself? To know when and how to let down my guard and connect, to feel comfortable in my own skin and just being me. I've grown very comfortable in my own skin in front of the camera, but I don't know, will it, will it be the same? And do you feel that way too? Do you feel like there's going to be some things that you're going to have to relearn when almost we go back? It will be like this re-entry sort of thing. And one thing this time has definitely taught me is to show up with compassion for myself and really to know that it doesn't have to be perfect, but that what I'm doing matters and makes a difference. And that's with every single one of us. What you do matters. What you do makes a difference. Your presence, just you, you exactly as you are, not trying to shape shift or be something else, but you just being you is needed. And it's so important that you stay true to you because that's what's fueling you. And it can be so easy for us to get off course and be like, oh, but, but they're doing that. Maybe I should do that. Or, but that kind of looks cool and maybe, and we kind of try to morph into them. 
But we can't do that. We just really need to stay true to who we are and recognize that what's right for me might not be right for the person next to me. And what's right for the person next to me might not be right for me. And that's totally okay. But what matters most is that you just stay true to you and to really tap in what that means to you and to be able to show up and look at yourself in the mirror and really appreciate you for exactly who you are and to know who that person is, to have confidence in who that person is and to recognize just the value you bring to this world, not because you're creating anything amazing or doing anything amazing, but you're just being you. And that is amazing. Absolutely amazing. So I'm going to challenge you and uh, try the mirror exercise. Take three minutes and just be in front of the mirror with yourself. And take your time and see what you can unearth that you really appreciate about yourself. And I know like all those doubts, all those judgments, all that stuff is going to come up. Allow it to. And then let it go and see what you can find that you appreciate. See what you can find that you're just so grateful for. Lay down those judgments. Be kind, be compassionate, and really just see yourself through the eyes that your friends and your loved ones see you, all right? It's a challenge. I know it's a, it's a secret mission, <laughs> so give it a try. Now, I know in this podcast, I also love to give you writing prompts because I believe that writing is just a powerful healing tool that can help us work through our stuff. Like it really can. The blank page will take whatever you throw at it and you don't have to carry it around with you. So I encourage you if you don't have I found on the web. Sorry, my Google just went off and it confused me. Um if you don't have a journaling practice or if you don't write, know that you can write. Like you don't need to be considered a writer. And just allow yourself to put some words down on the page, you know? So do the mirror work and then write about what came up and be honest with the page. Know that you can throw it away, right? You never have to keep what you write, but getting it out is part of that process. So put it down onto the page. Even if it wasn't good, just put it down, get it out of you. And also write down the compliments you paid yourself. I know it might feel silly, but just. Get them down. Allow the page to hold whatever is coming up. And allow yourself to just process like what it felt like to stand in front of the mirror. What it felt like to try to find that compliment. And if maybe you're not ready to take on the challenge of the mirror work, I want you to just give yourself a moment to appreciate one part of your body. Choose anything. Your feet, your arms, your heart, your lungs, your tongue. I mean, choose just one single body part and explore all that this part of your body does for you. 
What does it bring you? What has it helped you with? Where has it taken you? What joy has it brought to you? And be really specific and have fun with it. Similar to what I was talking about before with my feet, how it has helped me get through two marathons. It has stood in the sand and has taken me on my bicycle to places I never even knew were around the corner. Like really just explore like all the places that body part has taken you and what it has given you and get it all out onto the page. And then come on over to the Soul Circle Community Space and share. Now you might be asking, what is this community space I'm talking about? Well, it's a free space where you're just invited to hang out. It's online. Together we go through these secret missions. We meet in class. We celebrate with one another. We dig deeper by answering questions. And it's a place for everyone to show up exactly as you are. And I've linked it below. And I just encourage you to come on by and hang out. Come on by and peek around. Over in that space, I'm looking to do more live conversations, more rituals with you guys. And I really want to find a way where we can highlight everyone's unique light because every single one of you has a gift that you're bringing to this world. So come on, stop by, say hello. It is a beautiful way to connect with others and also to be in community. Because even if you're living alone, you're not alone. There are people out there who want to walk beside you, who want to hold your hand on this journey. And over in the Soul Circle community space, you can meet them and we can kind of take this journey of life together. And also, I teach weekly writing, art journaling, and then Tara and I together teach Qigong. You can head on over to my website to see the full list of classes. And I would just love to have you in class, love to get to see your face and practice and write and create alongside with you. And also, I'd love to hear from you. Tell me what it is that you're enjoying about this podcast. What would you like to see? What do you want more of? I really want this to be um, something that fuels you, something that fills you up. So if there's something that you're needing, something that you're longing for, please let me know because I would love to be able to provide it for you. And also, if you know somebody that I could interview and have a conversation with, I would love that as well, because I really want to bring more of that into this space in 2021. And gosh, I just say thank you. My heart is filled with so much gratitude for you, for community, and just to be able to have the opportunity to start this conversation here with you. And I do look forward to continuing it with you over in the community space. And I just wish you a beautiful rest of your week. There will be a new episode next Sunday. So I can't wait to chat with you again. Have a wonderful week and I will see you over in Soul Circle. Bye.